you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms, on Twitter at Tinfoil Hat Cast, on Instagram at Tinfoil Hat Pod, or all comedy t shirts.com, email us at Tinfoil Hat Pod at gmail.com. Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Hey, man, where's hey, the man. truth there, dog? Tinfoil Hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you ready to get your mind blown? Oh, oh my god, trapped in a box like a villain from a superhero movie. Guys, welcome to Tim Foil Hat. You know who we are. You know what we're here to do. We are here to rock out, dude. Uh, thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our last episode with Maz Jabrani. Great He's, feedback, man. Great feedback. Who knew we had that many Middle Eastern listeners? Amazing, dude. Amazing. Guys, a lot of amazing stuff is going on. And one of them is uh, our Patreon is on fire. All right, come get it. I might start putting two on there, dude. I am afraid. Put two a week. Maybe just me uh, doing a, a, an hour of ranting and raving. But uh, we are doing it. We are rocking it. And then the T-shirts, we're constantly putting up new T-shirts on there. If you love the show and you want to support the show, please, please, please make a donation on that. Whatever you want to do, man. If not, enjoy the, the show. We're cool with that, too. I know it's hot times out there. <laughs> so we appreciate joining me, as always, my co-host out there, uh, my brother from another mother. Off the grid, everybody. Off the grid. Living, loving. Good to see you again, Sam. You went to EBI, right? You went there, hung out with the Ace Boon Koo, the number one dude? Yeah, it's pretty rad to be able to go someplace and see Eddie Bravo and him know your name. Yeah, for war? Sure. Uh, Eddie Bravo just had a little surgery, so he's down for a little while. Yeah, send him positivity. And actually, I brought uh, Greg Carlwood from the Higher Side Chats as a guest. Oh, shit. Did he get the fever for the flavor? You know it. So So he wants to start doing it? Exactly. So Ryan's always saying to me, oh, dude, we got to roll. Hey, homeboy. I've been rolling. I've been You're saying. Late to the I've been game. saying we got to roll. Sam's you like got, always like. Well, I don't want to roll with you. So I get it. I get it. I stink. I don't. Never. I don't put on deodorant that much. So I never said that. I have to get more rash guards. That's what. That's one thing. Okay, so that's it, dude. Uh, I just want to tell you guys that I'm in fact working on putting together a tour. Um, we're looking to do Texas. I'm looking to do the Northwest. We're talking like Portland, C- Seattle, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start putting that together, both the Tim Foil Hat Tour and my own personal tour. I'm going to set it up so it's probably going to be the end of August, and then we'll start putting those dates. Uh, send me venues you think would be fun. What I'm looking for is a place that will give me the door and that isn't ran by crazy people or dickheads. So I'm looking to put together. That's it. Tim Foil Hat, Sam Tripoli, either one. I'm coming. I'm bringing big guns, and I'm loaded for bear, homeboy. Loaded for bear. With that, joining us from uh, somewhere over the pond, I get it wrong all the time, Dublin, Ireland, uh, got one of the best podcasts on conspiracies. A lot of you guys say to me, oh, dude, you got to do longer podcasts. This motherfucker does five-hour <laughs> podcasts. Dude. Sometimes Five-hour. He makes Joe Rogan look like it. 30-minute info commercial. Uh, he's one of those conspiracy guys. Please welcome one of the original guests to ever be on the show. I think it was even before you were here. Yep. Uh, friend of show. We're glad to have him back. Gordon Rochford, everybody. Gordo. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks for coming on, buddy. How are you? You look good. You look, uh... you look more clean than last time you were on. 
Thanks, showered? man. I'm losing the LBs and I'm washing myself and, you know, getting up every day and shit, you know. You're getting up? And uh, what are you working out now? Uh, doing a bit, yeah. Something something like that. I got to – well, uh, I plan to sometimes be like a public figure. So nobody wants to look at that shit if it's like round and lumpy. You want to be – do you know? As stoned as Seth Rogen is – as much of a shit he doesn't give, he's still going like, I can't stay all Jonah Hill forever. You know, I got to yeah. lose the LBs. So. Well, I, I like fat Jonah Hill over skinny Jonah Hill every day. I'll go see a fat Jonah Hill show movie way before I go to skinny Jonah Hill. Like, you can't have it all, dude. You made it as a fat guy. You got to stay <laughs> yeah, the fat it's a, guy. It's like a, a mark of jolliness. You have to have that. But I, I, I'm looking at Ryan's lion like mane and, uh, I, you know. Oh, I just don't had a, worry. a beard cut today, and I'm kind of a bit re- re- regretful. Oh. You and every female who listens to this <laughs> loves this guy. I'm like the It's a fat- mark of testosterone. It's, yeah. It's phenomenal. When we go out, I have to hold his purse while he goes dancing. That's Jeez. how it is. I'm excited <laughs> to see you in person. Uh, you're saying that you're going to come over. You're going to cross the pond. When, uh, when should we expect you in the States? Well, I've been trying this thing uh, called TCG TV is the, the working title for the moment. And uh, there's a GoFundMe up there, uh, GoFundMe.com slash TCG TV. And all the details are in there. But basically, I want to come over to America where the majority of my fans are. We've got a lot of people in the UK, a lot of people in uh, uh, Australia and Ireland even. But uh, the US seems to be the spot. And I want to go to the place where the subjects that my podcasts are about uh, live and breathe and those people are there and I can get to talk to you know uh, uh, American scientists and and philosophers and writers and and politicians and all these kind of people that like I'm here in a room in Dublin that's maybe ten feet by twelve feet and it smells like peanuts and farts. What are you? Uh, what are you? An illegal I, kid and uh, been separated from your parents by Trump? <laughs> yeah, all you need is a cage and a little orange sticker. But uh, I, I just um, I have to get out of here and I have to go look at what's going on because I'm looking at it through the prism of the Internet. And as we now know, like I started the show in uh, like early 2014 and that's a lifetime ago when it comes to like fake news, conspiracy theories, censorship, you know, uh, um, Facebook, Twitter, all of the social medias are now clamping down on all that stuff. The the, the adpocalypse, YouTube demonetizing everything like the conspiracy world has got a lot smaller, even though the fan base is huge and so many more shows have come out now, like Conspiracy Farm, you guys, like Carlwood has been rocking since forever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many more people into that now and so many more people want to consume that. But I think I have to go there and catch it firsthand uh, because doing it from Ireland is uh, a little bit kind of short-sighted if I want to go in the long term. Plus... Well- I mean, There's a, like, a new thing from the EU called Article 13. Yeah, dude. Let's get into that, that before we talk about what we want to talk about. But, like, it's uh, basically we talked about in the last episode. I've never heard of this. What is it? Okay. You explain. And then I'll, I'll you explain it because you probably have a better understanding than I do. Yeah, so it's uh, basically there's a there's a, a a constitution of the EU and these uh, protections against. Um, Disseminations of like de- defamation, uh, like free speech versus defamation or hate speech. Uh, all the all the laws inside of the constitution have um, certain protections, and then there's one article based on uh, copyright and uh, fair use policy uh, that's going to be taken away. So that means that we can't share anything online in Europe because if 
the people that own that material or who are the original creators of that material don't want us to share it. They can put a copyright strike in and get our stuff removed. So, for example, you write an article on your website and you use like a chunk of a quote from The Guardian, let's say, an English right, newspaper. Right, right. And in The Guardian, it's it's against the political bias or they don't want you to have it. So they just go, that's our copyright material. Click, switch that shit off. It's basically the death of memes, they call it. And uh, it means that you're not going to be able to use like little clips and GIFs from movies or you're not going to be able to use like pictures. You're not going to be able to use anything that's copyrighted material uh, because if the people who own that copyright don't like what you're doing with it, they'll just switch it off. So there'll be no more political memes. There'll be no more satire. It's the death of comedy, man. It's the death of, of... the ability to fucking it's censorship. You know, speak freely it's, and it's a copy they're using copywriting as a way to enforce censorship uh creativity yeah. uh they are freaking out what i know i can promise you this is that people it's blood in the water dude the internet is out there the 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 trying to control the message to me is done and they're freaking out because they've done everything they can to get you to stay to watch the news and it's not working i don't know what's going on in ireland but in the united states i mean like the rachel maddow gets what a million mm. a million five and they're like ah oh, she's killing it you're like there's 365 million people in this country nobody's watching that show and they keep talking about are you how- saying that rachel maddow got a mi- 1.5 million viewers uh, uh viewers a day, like when when, when she goes out an every episode, day. An episode. Mm. Yeah, Alex Jones gets more than that. Right. That's that. That's the point. Is that they they tried so hard to keep everybody watching the traditional news that mm. now it and now it's blood in the water. They can't control it. So now they're going to try to control the internet itself, and it just won't happen. It's just not. It's going to happen. What it's going to do is it, it's going to it's going to make people be more uh, uh, ingenuitive. They're going to be able to find ways to be able to get around this thing. Like uh, education is the best weapon against this kind of stuff. And like white hat hacking and the anonymous movement from 2011 and 12, like those kind of kids who went, I don't like this shit. I'm going to learn how to do computers and uh they were able to circumvent all of these different systems of like repression and control. I can see people learning how to use VPNs and, and use yeah, all this, I think like, VPNs uh, you know, are, IP masking and all this stuff. That's going to be the they'll future. they'll get away with it. I mean, China, you go there, the government censors the internet. It's, it's literally yeah. you have to be an idiot to be censored by the U.S. government. It is a VPN. You get it. It opens the universe. So that's what's going to happen here. There's going to come a program that will somehow – uh, mask what you do to whatever AI is running everything. And I, I don't know how it is yeah. in Ireland, but right now we have a ton of commercials trying to tell us how cool Ireland, uh, how cool, excuse me, Ireland's great, but how cool uh, AI is, man. You got common doing a thing, man, through AI, we're going to be able to do this and do that. Isn't that cool? You're like, no. Common, I don't like your rap, and I don't like your take on AI either. So suck a dick, dog. So uh, no. if, if Elon Musk is saying, uh, be careful of AI, and his whole business is built on that shit. You want to you want to listen up, you know? Yeah, the nerds ruin everything. And even in comedy, uh, I'm seeing comedians coming out and saying that, you know, free speech should not cover hate speech. And I'm it's very interesting because, you know, I saw a lesbian comedian do that. And I'm like, you know, only 10 years ago, 
You, if you came out and you were saying, oh, I'm a lesbian, all this, people would flip the fuck out. You would lose gigs. You'd do all this stuff. It's like, who determines who the hate speech is? Who determines Look what happened it? to Ellen when she came out on Oprah or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's, it's just like, well, Ellen's a monster of a human being. So, I mean, I wouldn't even know if that wasn't planned or all that stuff. But culturally, but- culturally at the time... That was like she she came out. She was coming out on her show the whole time and she was a super famous comedian. People were like, how dare you be gay? We laughed at you. Yeah. What are you doing? Picking well, the fannies. Well, Hollywood's so nuts. Like they pulled Roseanne yeah. off. But then now they were trying to do a show where it's basically Roseanne. But instead of a, a fat white trash chick, yeah. it's like two lesbians. And, like, that's a typical Hollywood move. It's like, let's take something everybody likes, but let's put our little spin on it. So it's like, and it's all it's all from above. It's all social engineering crap, you know, uh, you know, George Soros and all that shit. I love that there's countries that are... Before, before we get deep dead into, into Atlantis or whatever we're going to do, what do you guys think about what happened with uh, uh, Maxine Waters inciting people to violence against uh, Republican representatives? Is that going to... Is that going to go down? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I should have brought that up. They kicked Sarah Huckabee Sanders out of a restaurant. Well, and, I, don't, I don't really uh, mind that. I mean, like, if you're telling they could kick people out for being gay, then they should kick people out for being a, a fat slob. I don't care. I, it's all social engineering bullshit. It's just another way to get people to fight with each other. It really means nothing. It's just like now this, like, so you get rid of Roseanne for, uh, you know, uh, an, uh, Planet of the H, which is a horrible joke, right? A horrible yeah. joke. It's a human 101. But yeah, you you know, someone calls somebody a freckless cunt and they blow that up, but she keeps her job. And this is all done to get people to incite riots on each other, you know. Uh, or people- P- Peter Fonda threatening uh, pedophiles on uh, Donald Trump's kid. Yeah. I, Did you see that? And it's yeah. all just social engineering, dude. It's all they're told to do this shit. You want to do this, and you got to do that. And it's all part of the game. It sounds dark as fuck, but, you know, what? We're, what's going on right now in this country is uh, scary, and, and the powers that be are scared, and they are trying to do whatever they can to hold on to that because you never know when we'll go away like Atlantis. We might see how well, I would. I want to. I want to come there, Sam. I want to come there and talk to the people because I'm seeing people on the internet fighting with me over semantics, and it's a very small like section of of people who exist online. They interact with conspiracy media, and they're polarized. There's a bipartisan. Uh, uh, effect happening on social media where people are like i agree with everything or i hate everyone uh, i want to go there we're going to make 12 feature length documentaries um we're, we're one on racism uh, gun control um sexuality uh, politics food medicine um apocalypse we're going to go up to montana to those guys that live in mm-hmm. metal boxes in the ground <laughs> and, and go and visit all this stuff and try and get a, a kind of a cross section of american society to find out what the fuck is going on i'm telling people i'm going and they're like jesus you want to be careful over there them lads are gone mad over there no you want to be careful so and I'm interesting like, dude now listen fucking, it's the fucking do you center wanna, of the world man. hold on do you want to continue this talk or go into what we wanted to talk about because i could talk about we, what we're talking about right now for the whole entire time. Well, there is actual perfect tie-in because so much of what Atlantis was, uh, what we're going to talk about is Atlantis. And we'll start from Plato, but the idea is that Atlantis was a technologically advanced society that gotten wealthy yeah. and 
and it got so far that it destroyed itself. And it sounds like hubris destroyed us. That's what happened. Well, here's the whole thing: when you talk about like every great um, dynasty, right? Yeah. There's always this blame on that socially they became so liberal and they ended up undermining the the, the dynasty. But what I always say is that what really happens is that the dynasty over it stretches itself too thin. And in particular, Rome. And now I even though the United States is only like what? Honestly, how long are we into this dynasty? 70 years? Yeah. 70 years, man. Maybe 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 a hundred and. 20 or so. But in terms of actual a dynasty where we are the the world power, I don't think we become world power until World War II. V-Day. You know? Uh, since, no, since 1907, since like the, the first Bolshevik revolution destroyed Russia as a massive royal world power and a, a military might. The Prussian, uh, the Prussian, uh, Prussian army was kind of waning just after the um, the the war in the late 1800s and America started into this uh, money and petrochemical based society with um, stock markets and the solidification of the dollar. JP Morgan created all that stuff. So like that dynasty has been around for at least a hundred years. It started in the very, very early 1900s and infrastructures were put in place that were globally domineering. Like, (laughs) The Jekyll Island, we did an episode on J.P. Morgan, we did another one on money and the gold standard, and we did another one on the Federal Reserve, which is only a few weeks ago. And there, I, I, I tend to do these stories that are in like big um, sweeping arcs, so it's like ancient stuff and setting up stuff, mm-hmm. and then uh, kind of the meat and bones, and then like the modern bint. So like that whole story shows that J.P. Morgan and the original bankers have this huge empire that's 120 years old, if if a day. Um, they had it planned from all the way back when, like. For sure, dude. Okay, so we'll give it one twenty in human existence in in Earth existence. That is a blink of an eye. Yeah. That is not that long. Sure. I've always said that. It's like the difference between Europe and the United States is Europe's been through a lot of atrocities. You know, they smell yeah. like atrocities when it happens. The United States is so brand new. That, you know, we have, we don't have, you've had royal families going nuts for a long time. You know, it's like up until recently, they've kind of been, you know, uh, neutered, even though I do think the British royal family has way more power than than the average person believes. Uh, the United States, yeah. we, we don't have royal families. We have international corporations who act exactly like uh, royal families in that they they play above the law. They are uh, the taxes. They got ta- they get out of paying taxes, yeah. all this crazy shit. Self of self-appointed authority like, yeah. Yeah, and we see that in it. So, but is it? Would it be would it be rude of me to kind of say like about Americans that they're they're kind of striving for a tradition, they're striving for uh, a culture that was created only in the last maybe hundred years or hundred and fifty years, where a lot of Americans are like, "Oh my God, you're from Ireland," and my great great grandfather was from Ireland, so I consider myself Irish, and you're like, "I, I don't believe you," um, <laughs> you're. You're a like a half black, half Latina girl from San Diego, but I'm Irish, like my great grand. You're okay, but it just seems that everyone's kind of clamoring for that. Well, there um, was a time back in the that day, ancient background, you yeah. know. Well, back in the day, it was about simulating. My my, you know, it's like I'm a Tripoli. I had relatives who changed their name to Triple to simulate in. 
Now it's this social engineering thing where everything's your niche. You want to have your niche. And that's all done to get people to fight with each other. Uh, stuff like uh, white, uh, white privilege and cultural appropriation. These are terms made by people very high up to get everybody yeah. to fight with each other. So that's what it is. But white- you're, Armenian. you're Armenian descent, right? I'm Armenian and Italian and with some Sicilian. Okay. With a little bit of Sicilian. So bit. like the Armenian, the Armenian stuff. Like, does the Armenian genocide affect you emotionally? Well, yeah. Do you that, think is that yeah. in your DNA? Well, yeah, my I had uh, uh, great uncles and aunts that were were in those things. My uncle Hachit was very much a part of it. He had tattoos from so, it. So you have like a deep, a deep, a kind of connection to your culture. So you know, like you're American first because you're living in America, speaking, yeah. you know, American English. Yeah. But you know, you're Armenian. You know, you're Italian. And both of those places have a super rich heritage. Right. But like, it's in your name. It's in your your skin tone and your eyes. You know, it's in your genes. There's some people that are just plain wonderbred, generic. Like blue eyes, brown hair, white skin, some freckles, maybe living somewhere in the Midwest that are dying to have like a dynasty in their history when really it's not the case oh, most yeah. of the time. And you see a lot of it in TV shows where like there's a lot of these, it's written into the plots of TV shows where there's a family and they're always looking for a tradition. So I saw it most of all, it was most evident in, um, What's that? What's that show where there's like triplets and one is like a good-looking white dude? There's a black guy and then there's a big fat chick. Uh, this uh, is us. Yeah, is that this it? This is us. That's the one. That's I can't one. believe this I got us, that. Right? I can't believe I got that. <laughs> that was that's was, that was like a shitty quiz question. I nailed right? that. That's like so, an Aaron thing to do. Aaron's so proud of me. It's the first time he's enjoyed the show in a hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is right? true. So. Us Americans, so, we come from coming from like we want to have, we want to have some sort of like history. Well, the truth know? is, people go to whatever dirties the water, right? That is it because nobody wants to claim superiority. People always want to claim that they came from humble beginnings. Like if you hear every like single celebrity who made it really quick, they throw out this insane story of how hard it was. For a great example is Jewel. Like, I slept in my car one night. You know, it's like one night, dude. Well, you you know, do we even know that? How, it's like, like when you look at, you know, we had a great, who I forget if it was on uh, my other podcast. But this guy goes, oh, no, it was this one, right? It was the one we had Chris Byrne on. Yeah. And he was always talking about how light-skinned brothers are always the most militant. They're way more militant. He goes, Malcolm X. I go, Malcolm X was not light-skinned. I couldn't believe how light-skinned Michael Malcolm X was. Like, I I got to always see black and white pictures of him. Like, dude, that guy high they them, yellow. They, they called him red. Yeah, the reds, dude, right? Yeah. So look how militant he was. You know, there's something yeah. to it. Like, there's this claim of, like, immigrant cess. Malcolm X had a bit of Irish in him, that's for sure. He, was a, he was a rower. He was a fighter. So. But, but like, to go back to this, like, Atlantis kind of hubris and, and – uh, the the nth degree of kind of um, societal su- supremacy, mm-hmm. Atlantis fell because of hubris, so they say, and you can see this kind of thing building up, like everyone's saying, hubris, you know, the American it? Empire, it's the last great imperial power, and what is hubris? Have, uh, you are what is hubris? I'm I flunk first grade. Like, what is um, hubris? It's like a, a feeling of superiority. You know, an aggressive superiority. Okay. Egotism. 
Egotism. Self-important. Yeah. Wow. Pride. But like, wow. aggr- but like a gra- aggressive version of it. Pride cometh before the fall. So, so hubris. Surely. Hubris. So they said that they said that about uh, uh, Rome, and you're saying like as societies become more advanced and more liberal, like I would posit the the mm. like the, the conclusion that like the more liberal that a society becomes, the more relaxed everybody gets. And the less there's like a massive struggle and nobody needs to justify their history and nobody needs to justify their uh, their actions or their past. Like right now, there's a massive swath of white guilt. Right. And you look at the likes of uh, Candace Owens shouting at like black protesters, black kids protesting her talks with uh, Dave Rubin and stuff like that. And she's going like, why do you feel like victims when slavery Never happened to you. Get out of your victim mentality. And you could say that to a lot of white people as well. Like, get out of your white guilt mentality because, yeah, sure, you might, bene- you might benefit in society from a system that kept everybody down who wasn't white. You didn't do that. But there's a subjugation there, right? So, like, um, Atlantis became so powerful and it was run by demigods that when it got to the point where... Everybody was cool and no one had to do anything. and there was no more trying hard. Just a bunch of dudes, bunch small a small bunch of dudes just came in and went, okay, we're going to fuck all this up. So, like, it's like, the say, uh, the gun issue, for example. If you have a, a, an entire gun amnesty across the world, all it takes is, like, 10 guys with 20 guns well, and they can take over everything. It's the old saying in you the know? land of the blind that a one-eyed man is king. I mean, it's just the truth. Yeah. It's just the truth. And what's going on here is that there's a listen, man, it's all George Soros social yeah. engineering manipulation. We see it happen here all the time, man. What well, you know, it's like people are like, oh, dude, the, people get told, oh, we don't want white guys. Who who decides that? Who decides across the board that, oh, we don't want white guys? Or I heard like we don't want white chicks in their in their 30s. I've heard that story before. Who decides that? Oh, the guy, not the CEO. No, no. The CEO is taking, the CEO is taking orders from somebody above that. And, you know, you could, I'm not going to get into whatever live streaming it is, but they bought, they were, the big chunk of their stock was bought by George Soros and it fucking changed. It changed. And he's all about destabilization. You'd have to look at what the function of that narrative is then, you know, like with relation to an ancient superpower, you could talk about like Babylonians. You could talk about ancient Sumer, like you did on the show before talking about the Anunnaki. You could talk about ancient Egypt. You could talk about Rome, Greece. Um, You could talk about even like in, in the Southern, Southern Americas, you talk about like Incans and Mayans and like all of these, not like war conquering civilizations, but they were definitely advanced. They were definitely societally focused. Uh, education, as much as could be expected, was uh, definitely uh, encouraged. Um, they were living in a definitely in a, a, a like a social socialist, maybe not democratic because they had a lot of kind of royalty and it was more a, an autocratic um, uh, monarchy. But definitely there was elements of socialism rather than like a neoliberalist or capitalist paradigm. So people were going like, okay, we, we'll all go out and pick berries and then everyone gets to eat berries. 
and then we'll give our tithing to the king so the king can have his section so that cunt doesn't have to do anything and this is like the old feudal system like where you had the 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 king of the the king of the tribe and then you had like a, a council of elders and they didn't have to do fuck all and then everyone below them according to hierarchy would have to do more and more work for less and less return and that's just basically blown up into what we have now where yep. the corporations and the and the, the boards of directors of the corporations are the kings and the, yep. the high elders and then as it goes down it's just an extension of like natural human um existence you well, know without then the socialist part which is everybody at the bottom still has to get fucking food to eat and a place to sleep which is not really taken care of as much as it was oh, back I mean, in uh, tribal times if know? we take i mean like you remember the matrix movie man you know he they mm. he meets the the engineer right the maker the engineer and he goes he goes, yeah. the architect right and he goes oh you're different than uh the 11 before you mm-hmm. and you know and that i mean what is that movie was so smart beyond what anybody knew. I mean, like, I really do. And I have nothing against Keanu Reeves. I, I have nothing against him. But him being the lead of that movie, never let it get the respect that it should. And even though he's done some great movies, he never, it, it should have gotten Oscars, should have gotten all this stuff. But because he didn't, nobody wanted to give it the respect that it deserved. But I mean, we're talking yeah. uh, Book of the Dead. We're talking like this whole idea that's assimilation. I mean, all this amazing shit. And like, so when, the, so the architect goes, oh, you're different than the, the eight to 10 before you. You know, this is what we're li- like. We just repeat ourselves, right? I mean, like, there's a, the famous movie or story about the guy who wants to clone uh, William Shakespeare and he wants. Wants him to write all these new movies, so he creates this environment in which he's in the exact same thing, and he ends up writing the exact same place. It just—it's—it's <laughs> it's a cycle of what we're going on. I mean, a great example of what you're talking about is the Me Too movement. All right, so here we got the Me Too movement, which it idealistically says we should treat women across the board with respect in the workplace, and I think we all agree with that, right? But over time, sure. we start finding out that these guys who are these male feminists are really scumbags and liars. So so the, this liberalism that is moving. So I don't know what I'm called. I, I used to consider myself a liberal. I, I, a, I don't know what it is. I, I love everybody. I don't know what that is. But this push of this idealistic view doesn't take into account that they're, they're, we're still fucking cavemen. And we're still, we're still geared like we're still wired like dudes who lived in caves. And we, we put out this that we should all live like this idealistic way because we are higher beings than our forefathers who clubbed women and made love to them in the fucking in the caves. And what we find out who that, knows who knows that that's what they did. Maybe they were all like just hunting around, like bringing out beaver pelts and trying to get like shiny stones to get some cave pussy. Like, right. who, who knows what they were doing? I want to call the, this episode the, cave pussy. That's the narrative that we're told that cavemen are like, me want fuck you big titties. Come here. Fuck me. Like that's what we're told happens. Right. Is I, this what happened? Right. Right. Well, maybe you're right. There, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different stuff that could happen. I mean, if we believe in the Anunnaki, lost, lost kind of Atlantis, all that stuff that seems, may, maybe time has gone by seem to be more refined and more uh, uh, socially conscious and more supportive of everybody. I don't ever remember like reading about, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, like homeless people, at least the peasants in in, uh, medieval England still had a home and still had the land to be able to grow their own food. Like they still had the the equality of opportunity. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't. Now if you're homeless or if you're a criminal, 
you have everything taken away from you. So there's no like fairness in society. Well, there's also the stories of how they would have just a thinning of the herd where they would just go in and kill all the dumb and the weak and the poor, or they would use hand-to-hand combat war to thin the herd. That's a very big part of human history, which we don't have like we used to. Like now it's all, you know, dorks pressing buttons and dropping bombs, you know, 200,000, you know, miles away. It's a, it's a different way of going. I don't, I, I would, I mean, unless we've been completely lied about, I think there were very animalistic views of how we used to operate, and you see it happening now. I mean, what's going on in Yemen, what's going on in Syria is caveman, uh, it's like it's sophisticated caveman shit, which is like, you know, rape and pillage, but now it's done with bombs across, you know, from planes or across the, the water. It's, I, I, I would, I'm not saying that there wasn't sophisticated. I mean, if we look at the Mayans, man, very famous, like advanced culture who also, you know, I mean, according to Ryan, played soccer with heads, which I don't think makes sure. any, any sense because yeah. that's not they'd a – execute, They execute like 13-year-old yeah. boys uh, for, so that they'd get a good crop and they're like, oh, yeah, but sure, that's what we have to do. The sacrifice of the few for the betterment of the many, which or the, is – Or the you know. poor more. The poor and the dumb, they, they thin the herd. So we saw that a lot. Back then, so the fact that dumb people are allowed to live on the streets may be a, 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 a nice alternative than, uh, you know, public soccer with their fucking skulls. You know, that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, Gordo, unlike many legends, unlike many legends um, whose origins have been lost in time, we actually know where the story first of Atlantis comes from. I was wondering if you could just tell yeah. our listeners where it comes from. Who's the first guy to talk about well, it? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of these ancient, uh, ancient stories, and a lot of stuff like uh, Graham Hancock talks about fingers, uh, f- uh, fingerprints of the gods, and um, uh, C- Joseph Campbell talks about a lot of these things. Where it, it seems like fairy tales, and it seems like you know uh, uh, bedtime stories for kids, but in fact, Plato would write these dialogues. He had he had these um, he had this great way of writing where he would write like in the voice of somebody else, and they call them the, the, the Platonic Dialogues. So um, basically, Plato's great-great-great-great-grandfather called Solon, who had a bunch of sons, uh, one of them, uh, Plato's uh, un- great-great-great-uncle, Dropidus, who had a son called Critias, uh, who had another son called Critias, who was Plato's like first uncle, uh, came to Plato, and he was like, Come here, Plato. Have you ever heard of this place called Atlantis? And he told him all these stories. And Plato, like as a young man, I mean, he was into the hippie vibe. He wasn't really wanting to be a, a, a serf. He wasn't really wanting to be a, a, like a, a worker. His dad was of, I guess, semi-aristocratic standing. He had a few, a few bob. And Plato was like, fuck this work and shit. Uh, he wanted to go where everything looked like the... The album cover from Houses of the Holy Man, <laughs> and he wanted to, he wanted to travel around the rest of the world. So in his twenties and thirties, he fucked off. He went up through Europe. He went into like the 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 cultural at the time. You're talking like 450 BC, so there wasn't really a whole lot uh, there. You're talking about like the Macedon um, the Macedonian Kingdom. You're talking about like ancient Bavaria, and it's rough country. These these are like Europe is split into maybe two hundred. Um, fiefdoms, little small uh, uh, country states that had their own king or duke or lord. And he traveled all around these places. He went all over northern Africa. They even say he came as far as Ireland. 
Uh, and Egyptian people also came as far as Ireland on these kind of walkabout tours. So Plato went to Egypt uh, and he heard these stories and he heard Critias telling the stories of this ancient land, uh, um, Atlantis. And there was a lot of really specific information that he was given, you know, um, he wrote, he wrote these dialogues, and in these dialogues it says that 9,000 years ago there was this land called Atlantis, uh, named after Atlas, the son of Poseidon, who was the god of the sea. And uh, he, like in the dialogues there's even like measurements of the dimensions of the island of Atlantis, even down to like how they had this like advanced irrigation system. Yeah. And they had uh, the main city was surrounded by three rings. So did you guys ever see those seven-star hotels in Dubai? No. Yes, yes, yes I know you're talking about. I haven't about. seen them. Go on, though. I, I, you, you, guys, you guys don't have a pull, pull that shit up, Jamie, in yeah, your, in your okay. studio, do you? We got it. Uh, Jamie's on Rogan. Seven. We have, uh, we have uh, Aaron, who won't help us with any of our stuff because he doesn't All believe right. in it. And uh, Ryan, pull that, sh- pull that shit up, Aaron. Come on, redhead conspiracy. There's only like three of you. You guys should all know each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there, it, it, it had this like consent, these concentric circles, right? So there was a city in the middle, and then it had like concentric circles all the way around. So it had a wall, and then inside of that wall was like a bunch of settlements, and then outside of that was like poorer, kind of uh, uh, working farmer settlements, and then outside of that there was like. Um, agriculture uh, and uh, ir- irrigated fields and stuff like that, right? So it was a pure uh, hierarchical setup, very highly engineered, and the talk of like pumping water because the city was on top of a hill. So the talk of like pumping water up and down, um, similar to the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, yeah. which is one of the great wonders of the world, like those kind of irrigation systems. In 430 BC Greece, it's like, is that is that realistic for that guy to know about? Like, should he know about that thing? Maybe he went around and he saw something in, in his travels and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll turn that into a story. That'll be a good story. Like, maybe he's full of shit. But still, at some point, two and a half thousand years ago, there was some people who had that kind of system operating. So you're like, definitely, definitely that was uh, an advanced civilization that had that. The brass ring or the the, the rings, wow. yeah, that's it there, yeah, something. Wow, something something similar, something similar. So it's like it's like those kind of concentric circles around, right? Wow. And uh, the outer the outer ring of the city of Atlantis, because it was a whole big island and it had twelve different cities on it. But the main city, uh, the outer ring was covered in brass. The inner one covered in silver, and the center one that surrounded the palace had loads of statues, and everything was adorned in gold. Jeez. And I was thinking. If he's if he's going there to think of that, he's coming back to Greece where they made the Olympics and it's like bronze, silver, gold for the medals ah. in the Olympics. Is that some kind of ah. correlation here? I think, man, I never thought about that. That's so yeah, but it's it, it's detailed. Plato goes like like brass, silver, gold. This is how it does. And people are like, are those things connected? Is that like a mythology that that do you know like uh, uh, were the Olympics? This, the Olympics started off of a guy running from one place to another, or is that some marathon? Yes, yeah, the yeah, marathon. maybe that's a marathon. Twenty six point two, yeah, yeah. And he got there and he gave his message and he died. What was the Olympics? <laughs> is that like a, a a party for the gods? Like, is that a thing to show our best warriors or something like that? Exactly. So? Yes, and it does seem like that. Yeah. That it's funny how even like 
the idea of hell comes, it wasn't there until we adopted Greeks. So we always kind of build off of other cultures' ideas. Oh, yeah, dude. Jesus, I used to do a joke about Jesus, like how all the other prophets hated him because all he was doing was Buddha's greatest hits, right? Like he would go work, <laughs> yeah. work on his act and then they'd be like, dude, he's doing Buddha off of like, you know, off of yeah. Buddha's second album. He's the Carlos Mencia of yeah. Messiahs. He's yeah. Carlos Messiah. Carlos Messiah. I love yeah. that, dude. So I, I wouldn't Hey, man. Doubt- I got this bread, man. Hey, check it out. What's what? What's this? <laughs> Me biting my nails. Ah, uh, come on, man. <laughs> By you, wow, your uh, Mexican accent is wonderful, dude. <laughs> I love that. I love a. I toned a, down the ra- the racist element in it. I didn't want to be totally cholo on it. So I was trying do to. Do they have Mexican uh, restaurants in uh, Ireland? Yeah, I heard you guys. Do got, we what? Do you have Mexican restaurants? We have restaurants that put spice in the foods, but there's not really a lot of traditional, <laughs> authentic Mexicans here, I guess. In China, I go do stamp in China a lot, and they uh, they have a Mexican restaurant. And my friend Barney, who's from San Diego, they hire him just to walk around the restaurant because he's the only, <laughs> the only Mexican in China. <laughs> Chinese don't give a shit. They don't no. give a shit. They don't, they don't call it racism. No. They call it comedy. I mean, isn't it? I love those. I love when the Simpsons goes on tour and they go to some places and they're all like, they go into a restaurant and uh, in China and it's all like, hey, welcome to number one super American party (laughs) big rib super burger place. Can I take your order? You're like, Jesus, how do you get away with that shit? Yeah. Yeah. It's a different time now, lads. It's a different time now. I tell you that. I was talking about like the Polish guy. The Polish would have killed it right now if political correctness was around back in the day. They'd have their own fucking network, their own award show, the Polish Entertainment Awards, right? Absolutely. I mean, mean, how many Polacks does it? I mean, like that used to go everywhere. everywhere. Even Polish people were like, oh, we're so dumb. We're so dumb. Super super victimhood. Super victimhood. You see, in America, it was the Polak joke. Yeah. In, in Europe, the Irish joke. Yeah. Oh, you, were it, you like. guys sensitive about that stuff? No, not at all. Yeah. I'm trying to dispel the myths of Irish alcoholism and stupidness. Well, you know, it's like Italians got so mad when the when the Sopranos were like, they're like, it's degrading to uh to Italian American. I'm like, dude, they run the mob. It's cool as shit. What do you? They're banging chicks way out of their league. What what is bad yeah. about this? They get to walk around in Adidas tracksuits. That's what we all want to do <laughs> with our fucking lives. Stop fucking crying all the time. <laughs> Who hey, who doesn't want to wear velour yeah. every day? And then you got the people you know like if I said black people, black guys got big dicks, everybody we high fiving on each other. If I say they take forever to cross the street, all of a sudden I'm a racist. You know, you got you can't you can't, you can't, you can't go one or the other. It's like pick it. Okay, back to Liz. <laughs> yeah, since uh, we were saying that so yeah. all, all of them stood on other uh, societies, there was a thought that even Atlantis might have been a, a, a society that was before. What was the uh, they call it Lumeria? Yeah, there was there was two different there was two different places. There was the 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 Grand Kingdom of Mu. Yes, what? And it was Lemuria. The Grand yeah, Kingdom yeah, yeah. of Mu. Mm-hmm. The Grand Kingdom of Mu. M U, uh, <sighs> which I think, from what I was researching could be just another name for Lemuria, but it was in the before time. It was in the before time, before the books were written, before R.R. Martin put pen to paper. And there is an awful lot of stuff in Game of Thrones that's very, very, very similar to this. Do you think storytellers hated people who wrote books? 
You're like, oh, you kids, you can't even tell a good story anymore. You got to go read these stupid books. It's like the way people love books, bitch about YouTube videos. Oh, you, you can't read yeah, a book, yeah. y'all watch YouTube videos. Hi, you loser. Same back in the day. Oh, mister, I can read. Huh? Can you tell a good story? Can you tell a good story? No, you can't. It's a lost art. God damn it. What happened to these kids? <laughs> But it's it's the natural evolution of a message. Like if you're if you're able to find a better, easier way to get that message, like look at what IGTV is going to do to YouTube. For the last ten years, like vertical video was poison on YouTube because everything was like uh, sixteen by nine. Do you know? Oh. Yeah. So now they're flipping it to this, and that's becoming the new normal. People yeah. are making Snapchats, they're doing Instagram, and the majority of people who are using those devices are young kids. They've been normalized that that's the way it is, and the rest of us, because they're the market force, are just going to have to fucking get used to it. Ah, uh, fuck these Tough kids. Shit. Not literally. Get ready. Get an IGTV, get an IGTV account, boys, and, and stream on IGTV. It's great, Greg. So, uh, it's um, just we chase Lemuria everything. Is, is one of these places that's like so old and so like spuriously um, kind of researchable. It's only found in um, <laughs> ancient writings. You're talking about like 50,000 years ago, they're claiming it was. Jeez. And um, the, the, these writings from, uh, i tell you now, from uh, like it talks about Darren Kuyu, which is like the underground city in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's his name? Uh, Ignatius Donnelly wrote about it. He, he talked about uh, in his book from 1882, Atlantis, the anti antediluvian world. He he talked about Lemuria, but only in like very spurious mentions. And Lemuria, if you want to jump around, we could jump to talking about the Merkaba, which is one of the strangest parts of the Atlantis story. Yeah, let's hear so it. basically, Atlantis, right, is the land of the gods of the sea. So Poseidon, who's the god of the sea. Uh, he's the guy that has the trident and he has, you know, the big pecs and uh, he's the dad, like in The Little Mermaid or whatever, oh, yeah, this kind was... of dude. Mm-hmm. And he fell in love with a girl called Cleto, who was a, a, a human, an orphan, who Poseidon acquired when she was a child and waited until she came to fruitfulness, is the ah. quote. Now, Poseidon had a wife and... Clito was kind of like the side bitch. Happens. And he, he happens. Get some that get some that new pussy. Just be like, yeah, I like a bit of Clito. Let's go. And she it, it was kind of like a um, a Woody Allen type situation. She just he he married her up and just waited. You know? And they had five pairs of male twins. The oldest of those was called Atlas. And they gave Atlas everything. So they gave him they made him the king of Atlantis. They gave him the, the names of the Atlantic Ocean. Um, he he was like the, the the king shit of fuck mountain, right? He basically king he had the book name after him and all the countries in it. King shit of fuck mountain. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that. <laughs> I'd love to be in king shit of fuck mountain. Fuck <laughs> the fuck mountain. That's just that's I'm the just king like a phrase that you're the best mountain. at something. <laughs> wow, dude, where is fuck is fuck mountain on Atlantis? It, it could be anywhere you want. Oh, that's great, dude. That's great. <laughs> King shit of fuck mountain. So, these other dudes that he had, he had, um, he had uh, 12, uh, uh, 11 brothers, and, brothers uh, uh, and they all had a slice of the pie, basically. So there was like, there was like, 
oh, sorry, he had uh, nine other brothers. So there was 10 kids and the two parents, right? Mm-hmm. So that's 12, right? So God. they all got a city in Nobody Atlantis. So there's 12 major by- cities in Atlantis. And all of these kids got something, right? So what they, what they did was uh, they went, okay, well, listen, Atlas kind of owns Atlantis and we just have like our own little piece. So what we're going to do is fuck off out into the main world. And we're going to like take over some shit. So one guy went to South America, one guy went to North America, one guy went to Africa, one went to Russia, one went to China, one went to Europe. And they just took over. They took slaves, brought people back for work. Um, Atlantis was basically like a big place, like this, uh, twice the size of Texas, right in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Hmm. And when you're talking about like um, flora and fauna that you can find on both coasts, of Africa and South America. People put that down to tectonic plate movements, but Atlantis heads will put that down to the fact that Atlantis was in the middle and it was a much shorter journey than after Atlantis sank, right? So Hold on. Why did Atlantis um, sink? Well, this is the thing. So there was there was this thing called the uh the Meltwater Pulse 2B. Yes. It's getting technical now. Randall Carlson. You, you, you've heard of this, Ryan, eh? Oh, I know. You're talking about, you're talking about uh, the Younger Dryas period you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, go on. So uh, there, was, there was this period of, of warm clamminess, you know? It was like uh, a pair of hot pants at Coachella, kind of warm. <laughs> and then this thing called the Younger Dryas effect, where they think a meteor hit a bunch of ice either in the North or South Pole. And at the time, there was a lot more ice on the planet. So ice was spreading down from the North and uh, and up from the South Pole much more. Uh, There was a lot of ice flows and stuff in the oceans, and especially in the Atlantic Ocean. uh, So they think a, a, a comet hit, started to melt the ice very, very fast. And if you've ever watched, do you ever watch The Day After Tomorrow? Yeah. Yes. So there's this um, effect that ran, uh, Dennis Quaid talks about when he's like, we've got to do something. The salt water in the Atlantic Ocean is going to be diluted and the North Atlantic drift is going to stop and we're going to have a flash freeze. you got to listen to me. And this <laughs> man, is you are a man of a this... thousand amazing accents and impressions. <laughs> This is this meltwater pulse 2B, right, where all of this fresh water pissed into the Atlantic Ocean, desalinated the ocean and stopped the movement because there was no weight in the water anymore. So basically, like, you're taking the North Atlantic Drift, uh, the Labrador Current from Canada, the Northeast, and uh, mixing that in then with uh, the current that's coming down from uh, Greenland and Europe down into uh, the Azores and uh, Western Africa, right? So there's this like s- circular motion of the tides that goes yeah. around like this. And the North Atlantic drift brings warm water up to uh, uh, Europe, up to Ireland. Like that's why Ireland and England and, and Norway and all are not covered in ice the whole time because this nice warm water is being washed up from the Gulf. Hmm. So what wow. happened was the water uh, wasn't able to keep its temperature and uh, this like flow of salt water, heated and cooled, uh, stopped. It, be, it all became fresh water, diluted. And because of that, the temperature in the north dropped and uh, the water levels rose by up to 14 meters, they say. This is this meltwater pulse 2B. Wow. And this happened over a matter, over a matter of like two years. Like oh. it just went straight away, right? And 
Atlantis is in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. You're talking about 14 meters. That's it it. kind of got washed away. So all this water washed out. The ice retracted. Wow. Because the, yeah, like fucked up, right? So that's like, and Graham Hancock talks about that. Uh, a whole bunch of other dudes talk about that too. You can look at um, Meltwater Pulse 2B wow. or the Younger Dryas effect. So basically and that's one Atlantis, of the biggest kind of scientific proofs that, that Atlantis could have been there and was covered. Uh, that's Basically, Atlantis is what's going to happen to Miami. I know you've never been to Miami, but you go to Miami, you're like, oh, man, th- if there's any rise in the seawater, this city is gone. I mean, it is. If somebody leaves a tap on for the afternoon, like well, it could get flooded, right? Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. it is gone. So, but why do they yeah. struggle? The same as New Orleans, same as Eastern Texas, yeah, same sure, as sure. a lot of California, same as San Diego, and 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 all down the the southwestern coast. Like that stuff could get, you know, like you watch videos of a tsunami, and it's from far away, and you're like, ah, that's just like a really slow wave. That doesn't look like it does in the disaster movies where it's like towering in, or I'm yeah. splashing on the thing and washing everyone away. But it's like a lot of fucking water, a lot of water. A lot of fucking water, you know. People don't – like uh, your audience should do themselves a favor. Go watch like the tsunami from Malaysia a couple of years ago or the tsunami from um, South India from a couple of years ago. There was an earthquake and the water just comes in and it's real calm and it looks kind of brown and shitty and kind of turbulent. And then as it goes back out again, all the houses and cars and roads and mm. shrubs and plants and people and everything that was there – just gets real slowly. It's like a fucking blackboard in a classroom. Just everything's just wiped away real quick. Oh. You know? No you always hear the story of when the ocean goes down and everybody flips out. You're like, oh shit. And they start running. And then the tsunami comes. And it's like, you don't really die from the drowning. What you die from is getting smacked up against shit. Like you get caught in the water and it yeah. just drives you. Like you hit a fucking car. You hit a, you know, that's what kills you. Is you're like you're you're literally thrown into a wall, thrown into a car. You snap your neck, dude. So if you're ever on a beach and you see the water recede, run, run like a motherfucker, <laughs> or, or swim out into the water. Yeah, we've true with the thing because out in the water there's no debris, right? Well, I mean, like, well, dude, you can't swim. If it's coming this way, you're going to get swept backwards unless you're the greatest swimmer of all time every time. Right? It's better than getting hit by, by a car in, in the middle. It's like a water hurricane. Like, you, you swim out to sea. I would. Oh, just float. Just like, you're like, like the guy who says, like, I wouldn't die in a helicopter crash because I would just jump at the last second. <laughs> you ever <heard> those <laughs> like, I'll just jump, yeah. dude. Right before it hits, I'll just jump out and I'll be fucking good, dude. You're like, no, it's called them momentum. Elevator, them elevators and gravity is not going to get me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so did they know where... So, they keep coming up with where they thought Atlantis is. So basically Atlantis yeah, is what Al Gore warned us about. Global warming. Global war. Like, well, you know so weird. I have to say, I'll chalk it down now, right? Fuck Al Gore. I'm that with lad you, dude. That full of shit, man. People, I mean, like, I, I have this weird thing because I believe that we are destroying the planet. Like, we are sure. consuming at an insane number. But when you look back at everything that Al Gore said... Like, a lot of it hasn't Bullshit. come true. And on top of that, his daughter married a Rothschild, okay? And he made a lot of money in this green movement. Now, we also have to remember that 
Al Gore was the only reason there wasn't an investigation into the rigging of the 2000 uh, election. Like, his vote could have caused a, a, a recount, and he voted it down. Because the, he was promised later on, well, you're going to make a lot of money down this, down the line. Yeah, which that's all he was doing as far as money. Yeah, I mean, so it's, like his don't daughter's a Rothschild. This, ah. I don't believe, like, and I'll chalk it down now. I said it on, we did a, an episode on global warming as well, and it's seven and a half hours long. Seven, you I, I don't sit believe. down for seven hours. Do you take lunch breaks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we might do, yeah, like take a piss break or something, yeah. <laughs> I find that the more you go and you don't eat, your brain starts like speeding up. And uh, you start thinking like clearer. Yeah, stuff you like start that. going crazy. Now, do you, do your family miss you? Are they like come back sometime? Like, yeah, <laughs> I'll come. I'll come back when we're when, when we've got when we've got like that, that, them conspiracy dollars, man. I bring them all out for dinner. How how long is the how how long does it take to upload a seven hour podcast? They work out at uh, one hundred and twelve kilobits per second, uh, just under three hundred megabytes. Damn. What does so that mean? Does anyone know what those numbers mean? <laughs> that sounds like a lot. <clears throat> 300 megabytes. That's good quality audio, but it's like, you know. Well, Gordon, we got to touch on the con- the concept of Atlantis being possibly Antarctica. What did you think about that? Well, that's that's the thing. That's the thing, right? So so when we're going through all of those, um, like how, how it got created. So that, that those t- 10 guys... And the parents, that's 12, right? Mm -hmm. So this 12 number keeps on popping up again and again. So there's 12 apostles, you know, 12 astrological signs. Like it's all 12 months of the year. Like these these numbers keep on coming up again and again and again, right? Right. And when you're talking about the meltwater uh, uh, 2B and the water comes out, like there, there, there are rumors of, and we did an episode on Hollow Earth, there are rumors of those guys... Are their counterparts in different cultures and different religions and stuff like that going into the hollow earth? So in South America, they have the same, like the same dudes, all with Spanish names and loads of Z's and C's. Like uh, uh, Noah has his own has his own um, counterpart. Uh, he's called uh, what's he called? Tezzy, Terzi, and he has um, instead of a dove uh, with a, with a, a stick in his mouth to symbolize the end of the flood. Because you're talking about Noah's flood, that's what Meltwater Two B is, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of a dove, he has a vulture, and then the a, a hummingbird comes and whispers in his ear and says, "The flood is over," and he saved his family on a raft. Like it's the same stories in all of these cultures. So Atlantis uh, uh, and what was under Antarctica is only one of the uh, variations. Um, you're talking about what's that uh uh the 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 ice the ice belt on top of Atla- uh, on top of uh, antarctica right now is is m- moving yeah. larsen b correct yeah you're talking so about larsen the b they, yeah they think it's underneath it's pissing out water so on top it's still solid it's all good but deep 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 down it's pissing out water because somehow it's become hotter underneath there right um, some in the conspiracy community, I could share you a couple of links, are saying that maybe the land underneath Atlantis, uh, underneath, I keep on saying Atlantis, underneath uh, the Antarctic ice sheet is the former Atlantis that moved in some kind of tectonic 
uh, antediluvian wow. movement where there was a flood and some shit happened. And then when it got ice, when it got water on top of it, that water turned to ice. And because it's so heavy, it pushed the tectonic plate down further towards the earth. So there's like a shitload of ice and some land. But if that ice melted, the land would then raise up because it's being held by the weight of the ice, right? Yeah. And underneath there, they think something has been switched on. What do you mean Maybe switched Maybe there's, there's like a... Like the heat... The, the like a heat source, yeah. So interesting. Have you seen the pyramid? So what the fuck could that be, man? Mm-hmm. There's a pyramid... Yeah, they've done, they've done these like... Uh, uh, x-ray i don't know what they're called sonic sonograms or something like that i think that's the thing you do when you're pregnant but it's a similar <laughs> you know they shoot audio uh, uh it's a boy uh, they shoot audio signals down into the sonar. ice and they have these yeah, there's like pyramids sonar. underneath there man you know underneath where antarctica yeah oh my god that's where you get that's where you get the legends for you know the predator the pre- new predator movies mm-hmm. when they're looking at like the 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 Mesoamerican pyramids. They're looking at the South American pyramids. They're looking at Egypt. There's pyramids in Russia. There's pyramids in Tatar. There's pyramids in China. There's even pyramids in Ireland, but they're not pyramids as such. They're like uh, dolmens and stone structures. This shit is everywhere, including what's underneath Antarctica. That's and that so is crazy. Uh, what did the Na- that's why the Nazis were going down there, man. You know, they're trying to find out that shit. They're- Obviously, there's something there. We don't know what it is. Dude, why don't you go this, there uh, on one of your trips, huh? Fuck the United States. Go to Antarctica well, and hang it's out very with aliens. It's to get the permission to go there. You can't fly over it. You have to go through all of these kind of bureaucratic uh, uh, red tape to try and be allowed to explore there. Ryan, can I get a witness? Yeah, it's true. I mean, but it's interesting that uh, I believe China, Russia were there. Uh, it's all these superpowers were all there. We're all doing something there. Well, yeah. there's some going on right now because Obama basically again made it reinforce that you're not allowed to go there. You know, I mean, thanks some, Obama. Yeah, well, they're all assholes, dude. We've talked about that on these shows <laughs> enough. Uh, you know, chocolate Jesus what? isn't any better than all the rest of them. And I could hear Aaron <laughs> getting <you> angry. <laughs> I'm Did getting... you see the new pictures of him wearing the, the white devil costume with the mask? And now, everything? dude, is that being debunked? I get, I posted that. I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. Now they're all telling me it's debunked. And somebody else. Looks and I'm a like, lot like him. I, do, I think it is, too. I the, the war on information is incredible. You know, uh, Admiral Byrd, is that his name? Mm-hmm. About all the aliens yeah. and Nazis. I and jump. God damn. But he's he's the guy he's the guy from the Hollow Earth theory. So that's uh, Admiral Byrd flew into or over the the uh, the lip of the gravitational pull of the North Pole into the place where you're not supposed to go into the place in Antarctica where the Nazis tried to get up the arsehole of the world into this like inside planet, right? And these are part of this overarching like impervious culture spanning mythology of the fact that we came from a place called Atlantis or a place that had gods mixed with people. So Anunnaki, you're talking about Enki and Enlil, the two brothers, and they split the place in half. So uh, uh, Atlas had a brother, so that's Atlas. So like Enlil, who was the main boy, and Enki was like the bastard son. So the twin was the bastard son. And they split this thing up, you know, 
Like it's the same story again and again. These guys came down, they fuck with your DNA. They got people from loads of places all around the world that made them all fuck each other to make like better slaves. You're talking about the Ajiji, which are the people that um, the Anunnaki, the Nephilim basically created for themselves. They created this um, human monkey, like intelligent monkey hybrid to be able to dig the gold. Because the Anunnaki need us to dig for gold so that they can, like, make it into powder to spray it into their own atmosphere yeah, on the beer like so that they don't gun. all get mad sun cancer. Like, <laughs> Right? I wonder when they do it. Do right? they do a t-shirt gun sound like they do at any basketball or football game? Go for everybody. Boom. Boom. They have, like, one fireworks night on Nibiru every year where they fire the gold into the sky. It's a... But, uh, and, and what's his name? Is it Johnny Carson does the ball drop on New Year's Eve? Who does that? Uh, that well, that used to be Dick, uh, Clark. Dick Clark. And now it's, yeah, Dick Clark. it's the gay robot yeah, it, from CNN. Yeah, and Dick Clark's be... rocking New Year's Eve. Yeah. Hey, welcome. Uh, you're here at Dick Clark's uh, New Year's Nibiru Rockin' Eve. Uh, we're about to shoot a lot of gold into the atmosphere. Um, uh, and here's the Rockettes. <laughs> I could uh, listen to you do accents for an entire episode. Uh, I don't even need to talk. Here, Gordo, you're actually going to get something really special right now. Sam does an amazing Irish accent. So just go ahead. I'll do it. I, I need to know uh, what region, though. I can't just – I mean, there's uh, so many accents. Let's go with Cork. Cork region and uh, what, what, what century? Uh, we're, well, let's go with like turn of the. Let's go nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Bloody Fulton, hang on to do the Fulton thing. How do? You, what do you think about that? Did I nail it? <laughs> that's 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 pretty close to 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 like Offaly, maybe somewhere in the Midlands. Dude, boom! That's all I gotta say is I am a man of a thousand horrible accents. Well, Gordo, do you want to? He- if you want to, do you want to hear? Want to do a Cork accent, Sam? Just say it like this: How's it going, boy? How's it going, boy? That's perfect, Cork. Perfect. Thank you, dude. Thank you. I'm tired yeah, of being mocked. Where do you want to hear what uh, Aaron has to say about yeah, all this? Yeah, we got to hear about this, Aaron. 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 Don't be an idiot. A.A. Ron. Well, you better be sick, dead, or mute, A.A. Ron. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. You filthy animal. Thoughts. Aaron, thoughts? Uh, well, just in terms of... I got I to gotta correct you on The Matrix. Uh, it won four Oscars. All four it was nominated. I'm gonna throw it's something top at twenty it. of all time on IMDb. It's 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 well regarded. <laughs> you are disrespectful. The, uh, <laughs> the the original <laughs> casting choice was Will Smith, and uh, I think Keanu uh, fits in way better. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't get that. Yeah, uh, yeah. You are a, a dude. So no talk about the fact that maybe that Atlantis is deep, deep in to uh, the butthole or uh, uh, King Shit Mountain or whatever mountain, you know, whatever it is. King Shit of Fuck Mountain. Do you have any thoughts on that? I just, I want to be King Shit of Fuck Mountain, I guess. I think we all do. I think we all <laughs> isolate that sound really bite. do. Are there any final thoughts, Ryan? Did uh, did we talk? Did we hit it all? Oh, man, we just scratched the surface. I got... I got- I've got two. I've got two little bits that I want to tell you. These Good. are two super important bits. Okay. Ari, maybe you might weigh in on this one because I want to represent Ireland on this. All right. People say that Atlantis is the famous uh, old Irish land of Tirnanog. Now, Tirnanog, for those that don't know, why is the theme song uh, is playing? the land of the, the land of the young. Go on. And it has like people who live there who are immortal, like Fionn McCool and these kind of guys. And they all live there and they're like kind of uh, uh, demigods who are immortal. And if they set their foot on 
the soil of the island of Ireland, then they become human and they lose their immortality and they have to live in Ireland as a human. But when they're on Tirnanog, which is an island off the coast, maybe in the sky, that they, they live forever and they have all this kind of stuff. So it's also known as a place called High Brazil. And Tirnanog is a myth. It's a cultural like myth. But High Brazil has been found on maps as far back as 1325. Really? Like an actual island off the west coast of Ireland. Some say almost as close as Greenland, and some say a little bit further down near the Azores. One Catalan map from 1480 shows it very near to Greenland and says it's quite large, almost as big as Ireland itself. So this place called High Brazil could actually be like a, a, a post uh, or an antediluvial version of uh, you know this place where Irish uh, um, scholars and saints and these kind of people would live. And Ireland itself is also called uh, Atlantis because it had an, an ancient kingdom. Tara is the name of the place. It's in the west, in the northwest of Ireland. And that has the concentric circles. It used to be like a mott and bailey. So it was like a house and then outside of it had the walls. Uh, it fits the description that Plato gave in his book from 426. And this bunch of people called the Formorians hmm. that arrived on the shores of Ireland one day because they were, they were the descendants of the son of Noah, who was called Sham. And these Formorig Afric, which is the uh, Irish language for like Formorian Africans. So they were dark of skin and they landed in on Ireland's shores and said, come here. We've been out in the middle of the sea pirating since our island sunk a while ago and we need somewhere to stay. Can we hang out with G? And they ended up being like taking residence in Ireland, making towns and all this kind of stuff. And then they started fucking around and they started like fucking with the wrong people. And these guys who were called the Tuha de Danon, uh, which is like the, 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 the band of the de Danon. This is all Irish mythology stuff. And these guys were like top warriors, like super warriors. And they basically spanked the shit out of these guys. And here's the fucking interesting part. Oh. These guys, Tukade Danon, were super technologically advanced. And there's even stories of their king called Nuada. And, and when Nuada lost his hand in battle, he got it struck off by a sword. They replaced his hand with a silver hand that had articulating fingers. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. I've... So what does all that shit sound to you like? That sounds like J.R.R. Martin or George R.R. R. Martin was in fucking taking notes on all these different kind of countries' mythologies and banging them all in together because Westeros sounds an awful lot like Atlantis and the way all of these people have all of these, uh, uh, like uh, the Kingslayer and you have the Dwarf and you have all these, like they're all cultural icons from all these different wow. cultures. Like that shit sounds bananas, right? Hi, Dude, Brazil. I thought I'm woke. You're like crystal meth woke. You haven't slept ever. You're so awake. God damn. You don't even know what sleep is like. That's how awake you are. You are. I haven't like, done drugs in years, man. Yeah. I, can't, I can't wait to well, get to America damn. and get that good stuff. No, dude, there's no good stuff here anymore. It's all gone. It's oh. all gone. Wow. And, and the, other, the other real weird thing, very quickly, because I, 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 I spent dude, a lot of time my mind. researching this for our show, but I want to give this to you guys. And this thing, I think, is one of the most complimentary and racist things that the, <laughs> perfect perfect right. that's what we love on the show like, let's get racist it's like you're saying like you're like saying like the black guys hey you're black guy. you must have a big cock he's like um like if he's a black guy with a big cock he's perfectly happy with that stereotype right but if he is a small dick he's gonna get angry black lives matter on. Yeah. yeah yeah so 
there's this thing called a Merkaba. A Merkaba. Right? And it's not yeah, it's not a pubic wig used by women to simulate vagina hair in movies. Right. This is a special interdimensional time traveling pyramid. What? Right? You waited yeah, to now to tell us about this? You should have brought that up a forty minutes ago. That the people got from Mars to Earth to live in the towns in Atlantis, the different cities, right? So these what? guys on Mars, uh, I listened to one uh, episode, uh, Greg Carlwood has John Brandenburg yes. on his show, on, right? And he talks about um, Mars basically was super inhabited. There was a major city in the North Hemisphere, a major city in the Southern Hemisphere. And at one stage, either from a nuclear war or yeah. from uh, some kind of uh, celestial projectile smashed in and destroyed these cities, right? And... The only way they know that it's a nuclear attack is because there's a load of uh, uh, desert glass all over the f- the, 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 f- the cover of, of uh, Mars. But also there's this gas called Xenon-129, and it's only found in the aftermath of uh, a nuclear explosion, right? Wow. So Mar- Mars-, Mars was destroyed. Uh, John Brandenburg talks about it and how they escaped Mars, right? This is the maddest story. They used the Merkaba to go back in time. Before the explosion happened, and tell the people, you have to get into this Merkaba, and we have to evacuate this planet. So what they did was, they evacuated and went into the future. So it was the past for Mars. They went into the future and landed on, like, 50,000 years ago, Earth. Whereas the Mars event happened, like, tens of millions of years ago. Wow. And they went into the future and they uh, landed in Atlantis, and they landed as refugees. And you know what they were called? This this alien uh, life form, this brand of people, are Mexicans. called in all the old texts. What? The Hebrews. The Hebrews? Oh, did you just say <laughs> they were called the Hebrews? Are you what telling me that my Jewish girlfriend is a a from Mars? <laughs> That's what they say. That's Why what they did say. you wait? So these guys... These guys were given a city. They were given a city in Atlantis, right? And apparently, they were the only ones that knew about this uh, uh, deluge, about this uh, um, twelve thousand years ago. Like the flood happened, so the 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 um, the younger Dryas event happened twelve thousand years ago. And these guys living in the city, they were living in the northern city of the 12 in Atlantis. Now, the cities were set up in this way, like the tree of life, like the Nikal tree of life. So, you know, the chakras in the body and wow. it has all these points. So you see this thing. If you type in the tree of life, it gives you these like ge- geometric energy, energy, uh, um, I guess, an energy system. It's an interconnected energy system, right? So <clears throat> the Taoists believe that the tree of life uh, uh, produces like a peach every 3,000 years and you eat it and you get wisdom and knowledge or Buddha sat under the Bodhi tree or um, the Nakal, which are a South American uh, kind of a, a tribe uh, from descended from the Mayans. They believe that this tree uh, w- was the acacia tree, which you can get DMT from. What? So these guys are... Yeah, this tree is super sacred in loads and loads of different um uh, religions and cultures and one of these religions and cultures called Katara, which is probably the closest thing to what we know uh, as 
like modern uh, uh, transcendental meditation and chakras and this kind of stuff. So Katara is a bi-spiritual system of healing where it has 12 points. And these 12 points match the description that Plato and, uh, and his uncle, Creatus, gave for the locations of the cities on the island of Atlantis. So all of this stuff that's been proven since from guys that were two and a half thousand years ago telling stuff from 12,000 years ago, including where America was and what shape it was and how far away it was. So these guys knew that shit. Plato traveled to Egypt and someone told him about America and then he came back and wrote a book about it in the voice of his uncle saying that America is here. And then 2,000 years later, it ended up being true. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the Merkaba was this thing where... They get into it. It's like a pyramid, and they get into it, and they're able to travel through time. Or what happened thirteen thousand years ago? Time traveling Jews. I love it. We are uh, gay Martian Jews. Time traveling Jews. Hi, kids. Wow, what an episode! That's a Saturday of chaos. morning cartoon, right? I uh, you blew my mind the whole time. I I didn't talk a lot because the information I had to digest what you were saying, <laughs> and uh, my mind is blown. My mind is blown. I didn't get any wows or amazings. But I, I, wow, I you got wow and amazing. In our episode on Atlantis, on those conspiracy guys, if you want to find out more about time-traveling Jews, I want. Dude, I story. just want to do a whole show on time-traveling Jews. Tell them where they can find all your uh, social media, where the podcast is available, where they can donate to um, Patreon. Those, cons- those conspiracyguys.com is the website that has everything, basically. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and there's a subreddit. And we're on everything that's the social media, Snapchats and all that crack. And then we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys, which is doing real well, almost as well as you guys. Uh, this is my full-time job now, so I'm very happy about I'm it. I'm very happy and for then, you, dude. Uh, yeah, man, it's a hard slog. I was talking to you last February. You were doing this shit on your own. I was doing this shit on my own. It's hardcore, but we're here now. We're doing it. And uh, the America trip kicks off at the start of November 2018 until about June 2019. I want to hit the 48 states. Uh, the GoFundMe is GoFundMe.com slash TCGTV. And uh, there's loads of perks and there's like a, um, a daily vlog. I'm going to do a daily vlog as I go around. And the, the, the goal is to get a million YouTube subscribers doing a daily vlog, Casey Nice that style. And um, yeah, basically, that's it. Hard work and stay humble and hustle hard, you know. Hell yeah, Gordo. Well, we look forward. You got to come in the studio when you come over to the states. Come in. We got to see you, dude. Uh, we have to see you. I just, like, uh, what I just met, I just met Carol Donnelly, who's on the All Things Comedy uh, uh, Network as well. And I was talking to him; he was doing a gig here in Dublin a couple of weeks ago. So I still hang out with some comedians. Nice. So it's nice to get that connection. But I'll, uh, I'll definitely come over and we'll do a few, uh, a few old podcasts. Maybe uh, you guys can be in one of the one of the documentaries because I'm going to sell that shit to Netflix, son. There you yeah, go. I get that, dude. I'm in. Well, dude, thank you so much, you, nice. Gordo. You truly are. Uh, uh, you are king shit on Buck Mountain, my friend, and uh, I love it. <laughs> I'm no Graham Hancock, but I do try my best to keep all that shit in my head. Hey. It's very hard when you're not an expert on anything to sound like an expert on anything. I respect um, the love. I respect love you. You need to come on to. here more. You're not in here enough. We need to have more. You blew my mind, and uh, we appreciate everything you do. So thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks very much, lads. Take care, guys. <laughs>